This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we are in your presence. Lord, we want to receive from you this morning. Lord, thank you, Father, for all that you've been doing in our midst from the start of the service. Your presence, Lord, that we, we cannot ignore. We cannot, we cannot be forgetful of that. We are aware of your presence. We are we're conscious of your nearness this morning. Father, we ask of you, Lord, that you will have your way in our midst. Move in our midst. Minister to your people. Speak over your people. What the church needs this morning. What the church needs in this season, Lord, we pray. That will come. That will come to us this morning. You give food in due season. You give nourishment and strengthening in due season. You're a good father. You're mindful of our feeble frame. And you strengthen us by your spirit, by your word. Thank you, Father. Thank you for every single one, every single person who is in our midst this morning. Pray, Lord, that everyone will receive word and season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. We've been learning uh, so much from a very small uh, book or small epistle in the Bible, the, the epistle of Jude. We've been learning so much for the past several weeks now. What a relevant writing that is to the church, the epistle of Jude. And I've been encouraging you to go back and do your own, uh, do your own study, your own meditation on this uh, simple, um, I mean, small, short, crisp, and, and full of, full of uh, profound teaching epistle. Amen. And uh, I hope you've been doing that. And there is so much more for us to learn and understand if we choose to dig deep into this book. Amen. Let's look at the last two verses that we've been uh, considering last week. Jude 24 and 25. Jude Verses 24 and 25. Now to him who is able, I want you all to read with me together, it's on the screen. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, authority, before all time and now and forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, such a majestic uh, closing that is to that book. Uh, and I, I want you to pay close attention to those lines, those words that are mentioned there. This is undoubtedly one of the greatest, if not the greatest, benedictions of all times. It's, it's full of majesty. It's profound. Uh, it is full of exuberant praise unto God. It gives praise unto God. And, and why does it give praise? It also gives us the reason why. Why the praise? Because he is able now to him who is able to keep us from stumbling. Amen. Amen. Now to him who is able to keep us blameless in the presence of the glory with great joy. To him. It goes on to talk about uh, the praise, the, the worship unto him. Amen. Unto him be glory, majesty, dominion and authority before all time and now. And forever. Amen. We have a Savior who alone is able to do what no man can do. And that which is most important to us. Think about it one more time. 
we have a savior who alone is able to do which no other person on this universe can do that which is of most important to us the most important thing that is to keep us from stumbling and to keep us blameless and there's only one thing in the heart of god concerning you and i that is to keep us blameless to keep us blameless when we appear before him in his presence he wants us to be blameless amen that's the agenda of god amen hallelujah and then jude concludes this his letter by attributing to god this undisputed place of all deserving praise you alone are deserving of this praise undisputed we we can't find another person who can fill that place of praise is a center of unbroken praise we sang that today jesus be the center of it all he is the center and when we sing that song we are just attributing to him we are just declaring that he is the center he is the center of the universe in him all things hold together he is the center of the church he is the center of our lives is the center of unbroken praise the recipient of unending praise do you know that he is a recipient of unending praise for all the ages to come for all eternity the god that we serve is the undisputed recipient of unending praise hallelujah now you, if you thought that uh, today's uh, the last song was too much of energy for you to to keep up with i'm telling you what license to for you what you're going to enter into is going to be that zone forever and ever is going to be praise 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 worship 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 now all that you can come up with the song the melody the dance the movements nothing can nothing can match up to what he actually deserves hallelujah we'll always fall short in our praise we will always fall short in our worship worship leaders remember this you will always fall short of what he actually deserves what he truly deserves so never come back come out of a a, a place of worship think oh, wow today i could really give him all my worship and it was all no you have fallen short by a few light years and that's the truth you cannot you cannot fill up the, the the praise that he deserves you cannot words fail words fail melodies fail hallelujah when it all, when it is all said and done the conclusion of his letter jude's letter is a reminder that when it is all said and done god still deserves all praise hey man now you you read that epistle and you go like okay what all is he talking about it's full of content it's full of relevant content it's full of instruction and teaching and reminders and how we must be watchful as christians but when it is all said and done he concludes everything with praise hallelujah the conclusion of everything in life god deserves all praise God deserves all praise. Hey man, I I mean it's it's very easy to live this life if you can understand this. Hallelujah. I hope every day when you when you go to bed, your reflection of the day, you'll come to the conclusion he deserves all praise. 
he deserves all praise whether be it sunday or monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday doesn't matter he deserves all praise amen he deserves all worship hallelujah and jude wrote this one of a kind letter and i've told you why this is a one of a kind letter it's it's full of warning it's full of relevance to the end time church it's an it's it's a seemingly obscure letter we don't we don't hear so much of ministering from this letter because it's a small letter you know probably preachers overlook the small letter it's tendency there's a tendency to overlook because a small writing but the truth is every line every word is full of the wisdom of god the care of god the mercy of god the concern of god what already address in 25 verses how well he conveyed the urgency in 25 verses read through the book and you will realize he conveyed the urgency well give it some attention give it some attention you will realize he 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 conveyed the urgency of the matter he made an appeal to contend for the faith he described the threats he exposed error he warned us about deceptions and delusions it so effectively exhorts the reader about all these things and if you all pay attention to this 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 small epistle we will all agree that this writing by jude is so eloquent it's it's so deep it's profound it's very profound it's it's deep but the closing however had to be praise say praise, praise. it had to be praise he had to close it with praise he had to close it with praise praise unto him who is able to keep us from stumbling praise unto him who is able to keep us blameless amen today you want reason to worship just remember this one thing he alone is able to keep you from stumbling he alone is able to keep you blameless and that's all the reason that you need to worship him that's all the reason that you need to worship him hallelujah he deserves praise in every situation and you might be going through a tough situation you might be going through a challenging phase in your life you might be going through a, a transition of seasons you might be going through a, a time which you unprecedented you have never faced it ever in your life now you might be going through a pandemic you might be going through a war you might be in the midst of a war in the war zone or you might be in the prison for the sake of the gospel you might be separated from your dear ones and your loved ones for the sake of the gospel you might be facing severe persecution for righteousness sake whatever you are going through in life then conclusion is he deserves all praise amen he deserves all praise you cannot switch off from praising god you cannot you cannot now many people tried that out two years they switched off from worship from from praise the one who sits on the throne that's why he says let's let's read that one more time the last verse out him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory blameless with great joy to the only god our savior through jesus christ our lord be glory 
majesty, dominion and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. The entire spectrum of time is covered. He deserves all glory, dominion, authority and power. The changing seasons will not change this fact. He deserves glory, dominion, power, authority. Amen. Hallelujah. Before all time and, and now and forever. Hallelujah. The one who sits on the throne. Like we sang today. Wonderful song. I love that song. He inhabits the praises of his people. Our praise becomes your house. Your place. Simple song but it's full of scripture. And that's the reality of it. You must understand. Every, every time you choose to open your mouth and praise him. You are making a house for him. You're making a dwelling place. You are, you are building a throne for your God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He inhabits the praises of his people. Like I said, Jude covered everything. So crisp and concise. He managed to write this so efficiently, I would say. Well-drafted letter. But his conclusion is not this. See, I have warned you of all this. I've pointed out all these things that you're going to face. You're going to face delusion. You're going to face deceptive teachers. You're going to face those, those people who are going to creep into your church and going to come in with the wrong teaching. Uh, you, I'm, I'm warning you about all those things, all those influences. But the conclusion of Jude's writing was not, see, because I have said all these things, now you can be relaxed. See, because I have mentioned all these things to you, you can sit back. See, because I warned you, forewarned you of the things to come. That's okay, just let it be, just let it be. Don't, don't get up, just get a mop and just put it there. When it is all said and done, he, do, he did not want to... Um, he did not want to leave his readers with the confidence in what he has said. Rather, he said, okay, now I've told you all this. I've given you perspective. But there's one who's able to keep you from stumbling. There's only one who's going to keep you blameless. To him be all praise. And he wanted to leave them with the confidence in God who's able. You know, many times in ministry, we tend to feel very confident after we've ministered our heart out. It happens to, to preachers, to pastors, to, to ministers of different kinds. You know, we, we all minister in different capacities. We, we tend to feel very confident about our ministry. Isn't it right? We tend to feel very confident. We have said it all. We have plugged every loophole. We gave our heart out. Whatever the Lord put in our heart, we gave, we, we shared. And we tend to be confident about our ministry and what you've done. But I want to tell you something. Your ministry is pointless. Your efforts are pointless. Your labor is pointless. Unless there is a continual working of the Holy Spirit in the life of that person. Amen. That's what you must understand. If you ever... If you ever engage in ministry, if you're ever involved in ministry, always remember, your ministry is, okay, what the Lord said, you did it, and that's it. You cannot be confident that, okay, because I've said all this, things are going to be fine. No. 
you have to hand them over to the continual work of the Holy Spirit. Entrust them. Entrust them to the grace of God. And that's what Jude was doing. He concluded that letter, he wanted to conclude it, not with the confidence that he's mentioned all those things, very crisp and concise, but with the emphasis that he is able. He wanted his readers to get this. Okay, I tell you all this so that you will know, so that you can have a perspective, but this is what I want you to remember. God is able to keep you from stumbling. God is able to keep you blameless and present you blameless. Hallelujah. Now that's why many times he will not even allow you to linger on after you've ministered. He will not even allow you to linger on to a place or to a person. He wants you to sow and go. He wants you to speak and go. Maybe years later, he will allow you to see the fruit of your labor, the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Years later, maybe a 10 years later, now, yesterday, even yesterday, I had an experience just like this. This is almost how many years later now? 11 years later, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing something which I never thought would have happened in my life or because of my ministry. Because it is not about what you've done. It's about the continual work of the Holy Spirit. You are available. You did what you were supposed to do. And then you leave. You go. You are a minister. You're an ambassador of Christ. Amen. Now the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit will continue the work. And it's supernatural. Amen. Supernatural. It underlines the truth that God is able. Say, God is able. God is Tell your neighbor, God is able. God is With a smile on your face, say, God is able. God is able. God is able. Tell, you, tell them one more time, God is able. God is able. You know, in your ministry, always remember, God is able. God is able. God is able. Amen. He's able. He's able, he's able. You know what he'll do? If you can remember this, you know what he'll do? It'll make you light-footed. It'll make you agile in ministry. Make you very, very smooth in ministry. You don't want to pitch your tent every here and there. You want to do what God wants you to do and move on. Hallelujah. You'll be light as a feather. God is able. God is able. The ability of God is at work in us. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. We quote the scripture for in, in different contexts it works. But you must understand, in this context, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, there's a power that works within us. Say the power that works within us. The work of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. God is able. God is able. Today when you go back home, learn to say this over and over. God is able. God is able. Now consider all the work that God has entrusted you and say, God is able. And consider the people that God has entrusted you and say, God is able. God is able. God is able. Think of all your Sunday school students, Vidu and Teresa and all. Think of all your Sunday school students and say, God is able. Amen. Think about your children and say, God is able. God is able. Amen. Hallelujah. God is able. God is able. 
Now, I like that, uh, that catchphrase that we often use in, uh, in, in ministry setting. Now, God does not want your ability, He wants your availability, which is true. He does not, he's not really bothered about your ability because the ability comes from him. Amen. What he wants, what he's looking at is your availability. He wants your availability. And after you've made yourself available to him, give him praise. Amen. That's what Jude did. He made himself available. He had something in his mind. He thought he's going to write about this in this letter. But the Holy Spirit said, no, I want you to write about this. So he made himself available to the Holy Spirit as he penned that letter. Then at the end of it, he signed off by giving praise. You know why? Because he knows what he has done in the Spirit is going to take a result. He's going to take effect. Because God is able. God is able. God is able. God is able. Amen. God is able. Make this your chant in life. God is able. God is able. That's right. He's, he'll give you rest from every side. If you can, if you can follow this, this understanding, if you, can, if you can lean on this understanding, He will give you rest. You can be rested in your work. Hallelujah. God is able. I want to speak to all the YMS and say, God is able. You have visions, you have dreams, you have aspirations concerning ministry. The Lord wants to remind you, He's able. He's able. He's able to do what He wants to do through you. You make yourself available to Him. Amen. If you're called to plant, what you must do? Plant. If you're called to water, what you must do? Water. If you're called to nourish, what you must do? Nourish. If you're called to prune, what you must do? Prune. Hallelujah. That's why, that's why Paul said, uh, you know, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything. So God is the one who's going give, to give the growth. Let's read that. 1 Corinthians 3, 49. Hallelujah. God is able, you know, because he's, he's able to make the planting and the, the watering and the nourishing and the pruning to have the desirable effect. Amen. Let's read that. For, one, for when one says, I'm of Paul and another, I'm of Apollos, are you not mere men? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? This is one dangerous tendency in the church. You want to side with people and you want to, you know, you want to be known for this man of God or that man of God and the ones that are dear to you. What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. I planned it. Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. Amen. I can't cause the growth. I can only plant. Apollos can't cause the growth. He, can, he could only water. But the one who's going to cause the growth internally, the one who's going to do an effect within you, is not me or Apollos or anybody for that matter. It's the Holy Spirit who has got access to the depths of your being. Amen. Hallelujah. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything. But God who causes the growth, now he who plants and he who waters are one. Look at that. Meaning they are equal. That's what it means. They are one. They are equal. They are equal. The one who plants, the one who waters, they are equal before God. But God 
causes the growth. But each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. They're going to re receive the reward based on the labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. Amen. We are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. God's building. You are not able to, okay, listen to this. Listen to this, all of you. I, see, I, I always desire for all of you to be involved in ministry. I believe that God is raising us up as a church to be ministers of the gospel, not just to be believers who will come and warm the church on every Sunday. You are a minister of the gospel. Amen. Amen? And you know, with that perspective, I want to tell you that you are not able, you will not be able, you cannot be able to keep anybody from stumbling. You cannot. God will use you to warn. God will use you to say things, to teach, to exhort, to edify, to encourage, to build. But you are not able to keep anybody from stumbling. In fact, but you can cause others to stumble, by the way. That you're able. That, that's why the warning, don't, if you make the least of this to stumble, don't be a stumbling block. The warnings in the, in the scripture regarding you causing others to stumble. But uh, uh, the, the little wants to stumble, even the little wants to stumble. But you must understand, you are on the, on the flip side, you are not able to keep anybody from stumbling. You cannot. You cannot. You're given, you're given responsibility to, to keep watch. You're given responsibility to, to speak, to teach, to prophesy. All those things. But you cannot keep anybody from stumbling. And you cannot present anybody blameless before God. I wish I could, I really wish I could keep you all blameless, present you all blameless. When, when, the, when the call happens, you know, I go, pastor of Revelation Church. Look at this, this wonderful church of mine. They're all blameless. Oh, how I wish I could do that. But the truth of the matter is I can't. I can't. But I can work with the intent and the purpose of keeping you all blameless. The drive of my ministry can be that you all will stand blameless before him. And the driving factor, the motivation for my ministry can be that I'll be able to keep you all blameless. But I cannot. But I can in my work. I must do my work with that intention. That's why we read in, in Colossians chapter 1, verses 28 and 29. Colossians chapter 1, verses 28 and 29. We proclaim him admonishing every man and teaching every man. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is what you are supposed to do. As a minister of the gospel, you're supposed to teach, to admonish, to proclaim every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man complete in Christ. Your intention, your goal must be that you'll be able to present every man complete in Christ. But how, does you do, how do you do that? For this purpose also I labor. So the purpose of my labor should be this. To present you blameless. The drive. The motivation for my ministry must be that I'll, I'm going to make you all stand blameless. For this purpose also I labor. Striving according to my power. Is that what the Bible says? Striving according to my power. According to my ability. But it says, For this purpose also I labor. Striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. It's about his power. 
It's about His ability. You're a minister of God. It's His ability at work through you. Amen. And don't be disappointed. You tried, you tried, you tried. Nothing is happening. That's because you're trying. But allow His power to manifest. His ability to work. Amen. Don't be disappointed. Don't be disappointed. Hallelujah. Even your, your striving and your labor to present every man complete before Christ is according to God's power, which mightily works within you and through you. Amen. It's not according to your ability. It's not according to your, your skills. It's not according to your giftings. It's not according to your eloquence. It's not according to your wisdom. It's not according to your insight and sharpness or your suave. No. We tend to think that these things help us. These things are what really matters. No. That's not what is doing the work. That's why at the end of his writing, Jude said, I say all these things, but he is able to keep you from stumbling. He is able to keep you blameless. I'm giving you perspective. I want you to be aware of these things, but I cannot do anything about this. He is able. He is able. He is able. Amen. No, I love that song, uh, that, that phrase in that song that we have sung today. Your grace is enough. You know what you are actually singing? Your ability is all that I need. The grace of God is the ability of God. Your grace is enough means I don't want my ability. I want your ability. Your ability is all that is required. That's right. His power is made perfect. We heard that from, from the time of prayer this morning. Now we've been, the God has been speaking to us today about grace. Now through the time of prayer, through the time of uh, worship, He's been speaking to us about His ability. Amen. His ability. His ability. He is able. His grace is enough. His ability is all that you need. Don't depend on your ability. Don't depend on your strength. Don't depend on your insight or your wisdom or your experience. That's right. His strength is your strength. You mentioned that today. His strength is your strength. His strength is your strength. God's strength. God's strength. Now we tend to think the more we work hard, the more we, you know, the more we put our hearts into it, the more we you know, stretch ourselves, the more we practice, the more we prepare, the more we do this and that, the more experience that we gain. It has its place. It has its place. But what God intends could only be achieved by His ability and your availability. Hallelujah. At the end of every ministry opportunity to minister, tell yourself God is able. You play drums today. Get out of the throne and say God is able. Praise God, God is able. It will prepare you for the next opportunity. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is able. God is able. God is able. He is able. He is able. It's not about your strength. Oh, it's not about your strength. The number of people we see falling and we, we lose heart. You know, the other day somebody sent me a, a, a news write-up about, I don't want to mention names, I don't want to take names, but about a, a giant. A giant. A giant who's fallen. And as a, you know, as somebody who is much younger to him, 
much younger, much junior to this, this person's experience. Now I can be so disheartened. If he could not make it, how can I? But remember, God is able. God is able to keep you from stumbling. He is able to keep you blameless. If you depend on yourself, if you depend on your willpower, your determination, and your moral character, and your uh, principles that you lay in place, Don't think those things are going to work for you. It's going to crumble. It's going to fail. Before you know, to him who thinks he stands, to him who thinks he stands, what does the Bible say? Huh? To him who thinks he stands, take heed. Consider himself one more time. Take heed. So if you think you're going to stand by your own strength, no, he is able to make you stand. Young ministers of the gospel, he is able to make you stand. God is able to make you stand. He is going to keep you from falling. He is going to keep you from stumbling. And you must understand, the, the Bible says, now to him who is able to keep, keep you from stumbling. You don't stumble when you stand. When do you stumble? When you move. Correct? When you walk. So as you progress, as you grow, there's a tendency, there's a, you're prone to making mistakes. There's a, there's a tendency to make mistakes and stumble. And if you're going to depend on yourself to overcome those mistakes and those errors, you're going to be disappointed. But he is able to keep you from stumbling. No, this, see, some people say, you know, it's okay to stumble. We all learn from mistakes. I don't really think so. We can learn from mistakes. Most of the times, we don't learn from our mistakes. So just because you make a mistake doesn't have to feel so comfortable that we all learn from mistakes. Not really. If that was the case, we would not have had so many mistakes in our own lives. That's just a, a cliche from the world. It's a cliche from the world. You cannot make mistakes. You must not make mistakes. But if you make mistakes, we have one who's able to revive you and renew you and make you stand again. So don't be so comfortable making mistakes. I made that mistake last year. This year I made this mistake. I'm going to make another mistake in the next month. We already planned. You're going to be, your life is going to be a life of mistakes. No. Be confident of this one thing. He is able to keep you from mistakes. Amen. From error. From stumbling. Now, I don't want to be, I don't want to look back at my life and count all the mistakes I've done ever since 2002. That's when I got saved, ever since 2002. I don't want to erase the fag end of my life and look back at my life and say, oh, the number of mistakes I've done. And with pride, I narrated to my, you know, to my disciples. No, I don't want to do that. I would rather show by example it is possible to walk without mistakes because he is able to keep you from stumbling. Yes, we all have messed up. We all have made mistakes. We all have stumbled. That is there. But that does not mean that the rest of my life should be like that. That does not mean that the rest of your life should be like that. Because he is able to keep you from stumbling. Yes. Second Peter chapter. Can you put it up on the screen? Second Peter chapter 1. Verse 10. Let's all read together. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent. Say diligent. Be all the more diligent. It what it takes is the diligence. Be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will 
you will it says never you will never stumble verse 11 for in this way the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our lord and savior christ jesus christ will be abundantly supplied i don't want to barely make it to the kingdom i want an abundant supply you know when i enter the kingdom i want the door to be so wide and so high not barely squeezing my way in part bits and pieces of my body will be on the nails and on the hook no some people are going to enter in like that the bible talks about them barely making it by the skin of their teeth you don't have to you don't have to be like that in the kingdom have a vision of christ he was confident all throughout confident he never made a mistake you know my hero is not any man my hero is jesus and you know, i look to jesus he is the author the finisher of my faith you know i i am inspired by the faith of many i have people who i look up to and i imitate their faith but one person i can blindly follow all of my life is jesus amen, amen. i can close my eyes and follow after him amen. hallelujah and that's where i want to be that's what i want to be praise god for those who who pioneer praise god for those who mentor praise god god for fathers in the kingdom praise god god for generals in the kingdom their ministry has blessed me will continue to bless me but the one person who's going to keep me from stumbling and to keep me from keep me blameless in the presence of glory with great joy that's jesus christ as jesus christ hallelujah thank you jesus at the end of every opportunity to minister tell yourself one more time at the end of every opportunity to minister tell yourself god is able and then give praise hallelujah give praise don't lose your don't lose your sleep over the outcome of your ministry Now sometimes you do certain things you've spent so much money so much of resource doing something that the lord wanted you to do then you're losing sleep how many people got saved how many got baptized how many turned up in church how many of them smiled at me after my after i ministered how many of them came to me and said it was a good message now these are all things that can that can prevent you from being who god wants you to be Yeah, that's right. Those are all stumbling blocks. Stop counting appreciation. I mean, it's man's empty praise. You know, the the earlier you do it, the easier it is for you to minister. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, the earlier you do you do it in your ministry life, the easier it'll be to minister. It'll make you an effective minister all the more. Amen. Amen. Don't count appreciation from from man. Let the commendation come from God. That be a God pleaser. now i tell people and you must be able to hear the clap of heaven and take heed so you must be able to see the smile of god when you're done something you must be able to see that smile you must be looking at the at the face of jesus well then good and faithful servant hallelujah were you available to god if yes God is able. That's all that matters. Were you available to God? If yes, God is able. 
Amen. The only botheration in your life must be, did I make myself available to God when he wanted me to be available to him? If yes, don't worry about the outcome. God is able. He is able. He is able. He is able. Amen. He is able. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 to 9. Hallelujah. Say grace. That's the ability of God. When I say God is able, you're talking about grace. God is able means grace. Grace. Hallelujah. Grace. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given you in Christ Jesus. When you became a believer in Christ Jesus, what came to you? Grace came to you. It was given to you in Christ Jesus. That's right, you've been saved by grace through faith. The grace of God which was given to you, given you in Christ Jesus, that in everything, say in everything, everything. not in something, but in everything. Everything about your life was affected by this grace. You know how it was affected? That in everything you were enriched, say enriched, in Him. Enriched in Christ through grace. In everything. In everything. If you've been walking with the Lord for a while, you know that your life has been enriched in everything. Hallelujah. Been enriched in everything. Spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, materially. Been enriched in everything. By the grace of God. The grace of God enriches your life. It decorates your life. It decorates your life. It makes your life worth looking at. That it's looked empty and impoverished and, and uh, skinny. That's right. I was looking at the word. Skinny and starved and famished. The grace of God came and enriched your life. It enriched your life. The ability of God has enriched your life. In everything. In all speech and all knowledge. Woo. The evidence of the enriching of God must reflect in the way you speak and the way you approach, approach problems because it enriches your life in all speech and all knowledge. And if you have the same perspective in life, years after seeing the Lord or meeting the Lord, that means you have not completely given your life for the grace of God. The grace of God will enrich your perspective. It will enrich your vision. It will enrich your understanding about things. Now we've all learned so many things from the world. And if you're going to live the rest of our lives based on what the world is telling us, we've not given ourselves open to the grace of God. Because the grace of God is what enriches your knowledge. It enriches your speech. The way you speak. Now I for one, I didn't know how to speak. Now when, when I read uh, accounts in the Bible, I'm one with uh, untrained lips and all. It's about me. I'm one with untrained lips. I can't make any coherence in my speech. Now some of you think that, okay, this guy was, you know, born, I mean, straight from heaven, dropped from heaven. Perfect lip, perfect mouth, perfect vocabulary, perfect uh, coherence. No. The grace of God enriched my life in everything. In all speech. In all knowledge. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Even as the testimony concerning Christ was confirmed in you. Now the second thing that the grace of God did in your life is it confirmed, it established the Christian testimony in you. Amen. Amen. You think it is because you, you became very smart. You think it's because you went to Sunday school. Yes, it is because you went to Sunday school. But what happened when you went to Sunday school? The grace of God enriched your life in everything. Amen. Amen. You think it's because you, you read a lot of books? No. The testimony of Christ was confirmed in you because of the grace of God. Amen. The ability of God established the likeness of his character in you, enriching your life. Now you look a lot like, lot like Christ now than when you started off. Hallelujah. You know, when you started off, you, you had no similarity with Christ. You had no traits of Jesus. But now you look a lot like Jesus. It's being revealed in you day to day, like we heard today, from glory to glory, from faith to faith. The likeness of Christ is being revealed in you. That which has been perfected in your spirit is being revealed to the world to see. That's grace. Grace. Say grace. Enriches your life. It enriches your life. It makes your life beautiful. It changes your personality. It makes you a bold person. Amen. It makes you able to speak. Amen. You can stand before millions and speak. Why? Because the grace of God enriches you. Nobody can deceive you anymore. Nobody can cheat you like how they used to cheat you and take you for a ride. Not anymore. Why? Because the grace of God enriched your life in all knowledge. That's why we tell you when you read the news items in the world and you read, you listen to the news corporations in this world, don't just go by what they say. The grace of God can give you a perspective which they cannot give you. Eternal perspective, the perspective of heaven, that's what matters in life. Even as the testimony concerning Christ was confirmed in you, praise God, oh, praise God for grace. The testimony concerning Christ was confirmed in me. Now others can see Christ in me. in you. Can you ask for anything more in life? Grace of God enriched your life that others can see Christ in you. That's why they asked. These were all uneducated men. How come they speak with such boldness? They were all untrained men. Illiterate men. They were all fishermen. How come they speak with such boldness? You know why? The grace of God has enriched their life in all speech and in all knowledge, confirming the testimony of Christ in them. Amen. They all look like Christ now. You look like Jesus now. Amen. You speak like Jesus now. You think like Jesus now because the mind of Christ is in you. Amen. Okay, 1 Corinthians 2. Let's read from verse 1. And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. 
and my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not rest on the wisdom of man but on the power of god hallelujah the power of god was revealed in you you carry this treasure in earthen vessels you carry a treasure in this earthen vessel hallelujah so that you are not lacking in any gift verse 7 so that you are not first corinthians 1 verse 7 i thank my god always concerning you for the grace of god which was given you in christ jesus that in everything you were enriched in him in all speech and in all knowledge even as the testimony concerning christ was confirmed in you so that you are not lacking in any gift Ooh. Some of you think that the gifts come because of your, your, what you deserve. No, I deserve to have that gift. I worked for it. No. The grace of God. It's the grace of God. He does not want you to lack in any gift. He does not want you to lack in any gift. The grace of God will ensure that you will not lack any gift that you need. Amen. Hallelujah. what which gift do you want which gift do you want you serve a god who is explicitly mentioned in his word that the, his grace is been given to you so that you will not lack in any gift what excuse do you have for not having a gift and i know people who who spend their whole life trying to figure out what gift they have how can i serve are you a believer have you received christ when you received christ the grace of god was given you in christ jesus that in everything you were enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge even as the testimony concerning christ was confirmed in you so that why was this this done so that you are not lacking in any gift awaiting eagerly the revelation of our lord jesus christ who will also confirm confirm you to the end how how look at what the grace of god can do who will also confirm you to then how blameless, blameless. there's only one objective one stated objective the grace of god the ultimate objective of the grace of god in your life is say blameless blameless, blameless. faultless Now, when you when you say blameless, you must be able to see Jesus. Blameless, blameless. Now you must shake when you say blameless, because there is none blameless. And the Bible says, the grace of God is going to present you blameless, just like Jesus, just like Jesus, at His appearing, at His at His coming, at His glory. with great joy you're going to stand blameless you know why because of the grace of god the ability of god god is able because god is able not because you are able not because you're a man of willpower not because you're a man of determination not because you ha- you have kept high moral standards not because you have always been watchful about what you did no because of the grace of god because you subject your life to the grace of god 
the grace of God, the ability of God. Now, why do people fall? Why do Christians fall? Why do Christian leaders fall? Because they move away from grace. They move away from grace. And God resists the proud. If God resists the proud, there's, there's no way you can stand. If God resists anybody, he will fall. But he gives grace to the humble. More grace to the humble. He gives more grace to the humble. Say blameless. Blameless. Say I have more grace to be blameless. Say more grace to be blameless. Say more grace to be blameless. From day to day, there's a there's multiplication of grace in my life so that I can walk blameless. I can go without stumbling. Multiplication of grace is happening. Increase of grace is happening. That's why make grace and peace be multiplied. Hallelujah. Do you have any idea what we're talking about? Grace being multiplied. Grace being multiplied. So that every challenge that comes your way, grace is multiplied for you to overcome that challenge and walk without leap over a wall. That's right. Walk without stumbling. Now how do you stumble? When you dash your foot against a stone. Right? But grace and peace is multiplied so that you can leap over that stone. You can jump over a wall. When temptation come your way, that's not attract you at all. It does not fancy you at all because the, the grace of God has enriched your life to such a level that nothing in this world really fascinates your attention. That's right. That's right. The things of this earth will grow strangely dim. Why? The grace of God. Grace of God is making me more like Jesus. Establishing me in the testimony of Christ. Make me blameless. Like Jesus. Blameless means like Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to stand blameless. I'm going to stand blameless. You're going to stand blameless. Think about it. You're going to stand blameless. Without any blame. Just like Jesus. In the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Goes on to say God is faithful. Through whom you were called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Your blamelessness is connected to his faithfulness. God is faithful. That whom you are called into fellowship, into oneness. Into oneness with his son. Hallelujah. That's right. God is faithful. Even when we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. Oneness with Christ. Oneness with Christ. You cannot be separated from Christ. That's why the character of Christ is being revealed in you. You become one with Christ. Some of us it's very difficult to. Did it really happen? Submit to the grace. And you will see it come forth. You will see it manifest. Submit to the grace. You doubt it, submit to the grace and say, I'm not able, I'm not able, I'm not able. But God is able. Praise God. Praise God. He's going to make me stand blameless. He's going to keep me from stumbling because He is able. He's able. Hallelujah. The ability of God. The ability of God. Thank you, Jesus. Everything about your life. Everything about your life. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God. 
that no root of bitterness spring up causes trouble by it many be defiled there are things that are trying to prevent you from enjoying the fullness of this grace nothing of this world can affect you do, do you know that nothing of this world can actually affect you it's powerless no power of the enemy can affect you they have not they have not yet found a weapon that can bring you down no weapon formed against you shall prosper bio weapons formed against you shall not prosper none of those things can bring you down none of the, those things can make you stumble none of those things can put a blemish on you but the instruction is see to it that you don't fall short of the grace of god the grace of god meaning you must keep yourself in the grace of god at all times and what the one thing or what those things that can affect you from enjoying the manifestation of that grace is are things like this bitterness bitterness unforgiveness strife jealousy anger ah huh? rebellion so if you if you're going to if you're not going to depend on the grace of god but if you're going to allow bitterness to take root in your life it's going to cause trouble that's what the bible say, says spring up can cause trouble and by it many be defiled jesus also said what enters a man through his mouth does not defile him but what comes out of him out of his heart is what defiles him hallelujah see to it that no one comes short of the grace of god see to it that no one comes short of the ability of god the ability of god is at work see to it that you don't you don't fall short of it what is made available to you take heed something has been made available to you the ability of god has been made available to you you have access the ability of god is your is given you given access to the ability of god but see to it that you don't fall short of it that no root of bitterness spring up can cause cause us trouble and by it many be defiled that's right love covers a multitude of sins <clears throat> it's a grace Say grace. grace. Say ability of God. I want to say ability of God. I'm going to stand by the grace of God. I'm going to be blameless by the ability of God. I'm not going to stumble because of the ability of God. I'm going to stand blameless before Him by the grace of God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to make mistakes by the grace of God. The grace of God will keep me from error. It'll keep you from error. It'll keep you from error. Amen. Depend on the grace of God. Hallelujah. Let's give thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us this morning. Thank you, Father, for the ability of God which is at work within us. and through us 
when it's all said and done what matters is our confidence in the ability of god and lord we can go forth into praise knowing that the ability of god is backing us is keeping us moving forward is watching over us the grace of god will keep us from stumbling the grace of god will keep us blameless thank you jesus rikoro bashiantara mashante rikoro namosianto rikoro rabashara basiante meru namasiante rikoro rabashara basiante i want all of all of you to stand up to your feet and commit yourself to the grace of god take this time to consider the grace of god the work of the working of his grace the enrichment that come to, that came to your life because of the grace of god have you been enriched how your life has been enriched in everything how your speech has changed how your knowledge has changed upgraded by the grace of god the continual work of 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 of, of the uh, continual work of the holy spirit in your life oh thank you jesus rikorura basiyanto rinana mashanta namasiyante rikorura basiyante rikorura basharara basiyante give you praise give you praise give you praise give you praise lord we come to ourselves to this grace we don't want to fall short we don't want to come short of the grace of god we don't want to fall short of the grace of god we don't want to fall short of the ability of god which you have given unto us lord but we want to walk in the fullness of this grace the multiplication of this grace may it be made manifest lord day to day may we progress in life by the grace of god hallelujah Oh, help us not to put us put off a trust in our flesh help us lord cause us not to put a confidence in our flesh the the arm of flesh will fail us our standards will fail us our rules can crumble down but the grace of god will keep us going it'll keep us from stumbling it'll present us blameless on the day of christ lord we ask of you you will continue to do that work in us the work of the working of grace the workings of grace the workings of grace we open our lives for the workings of grace we open our whole being so for the workings of grace we give access for the grace of god into every nook and corner of our lives into every aspect of our lives may the grace of god manifest every aspect of our lives every aspect of our lives every area of our lives lord our relationships our ministry our families our occupation the way we deal with others lot of perspectives in life our health our finances our mental stability that all those things come under the grace of god the grace of god the grace of god be made manifest grace of god the ability of god the ability of god give thanks we give thanks you alone deserve all praise you alone deserve all praise all worship worthy of all power authority dominion because you are able 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 we don't want to walk in our ability lord we want to walk in your ability we want to walk in your ability we want to walk in your strength in your grace not by power not by strength but by his spirit hallelujah the continual work of the holy spirit the working of grace the manifestation of grace hallelujah thank you jesus rikoru bashantana masiyante 
Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.